a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, great way to take the show with you anywhere. And, of course, Nash FM 106.1 and Eric Asher on the World Wide Web. Um, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. But you check out our podcast everywhere. Remember, again, um, uh, you can check out the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports Tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, had a great show this afternoon with Jeff Duncan of Noel.com and the Times-Picayune. Um, you catch that first rebroadcast at 6 tonight on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television tomorrow, 10 o'clock on LAE, uh, and then um, 2 a.m. on The Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have that up on our social media platforms this evening for you. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show 
on Instagram. Our program today is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We invite you to go out and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner served seven days a week. And yes, all are open late including Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Again, wrote at number one restaurant by, in memory by TripAdvisor. Don't forget right now, you can uh, purchase uh, a parking spot in their, in their uh, parking lot for the memory parades. Just call and inquire with, with the restaurant. Or go to bobbyabears.com, and you'll be, able to, um, you'll be able to check that out there. Also, again, their uh, other sister restaurants, both on Bourbon Street. Um, that would be Old New Orleans Cookery, the 200 block of Bourbon Street. Uh, so they are selling uh, Bourbon Street balcony uh, opportunities there and uh, also over at Mambo's, uh, 411 Bourbon Street. Uh, again, at the rooftop only, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar, also a Bourbon Street balcony and, uh, and so much more. All serving Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. All are open late. Lunch, dinner uh, for uh, everywhere but, um, but, but um, uh, Oceana where they're serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, fantastic cocktails. Get out there and enjoy, uh, again, a meal at the one of the Oceana family of restaurants. And this half hour is brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. First of all, again, a beautiful courtyard to dine in. Uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. The picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street are second to none. Uh, you get out there and enjoy some great people watching, especially with, again, the carnival season and more and poor people going to the quarter. Not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with an adjoining private room to dine in or have your next event. Um, perfect, again, for any type of event because you're right on Bourbon Street. And then, of course, a wonderful dining experience as well. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, incredible cocktails. Uh, and, of course, you can order online or check out the entire menu uh, at nolacookery.com. Remember, your next event is always welcome at, at Old New Orleans Cookery. It's Old New Orleans Cookery, where it's always a great time on Bourbon Street. Old New Orleans Cookery. Today on the program, uh, we're going to be joined by um, Gary Smith, who will be joining us talking some uh, Tulane, a UNO. Uh, we'll do that in about uh, in about three or four minutes from now. And then um, we're also going to have Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights. He's going to speak speaking about um, what's going on with the Pels. February 10th is the uh, trading deadline. Been a lot of rumors out there, folks, right now about um, – uh, Eric Gordon being in, in, in the mix for a trade here to New Orleans. Look, well, first of all, let me say this. Rumors can come from anywhere now. You can be in a situation where literally, again, you can put something on social media. Somebody's going to grab it. Next thing you know, again, it's trending, okay? So I, I don't know if ultimately um, um, you're looking at Griff and uh, Trajan Langdon that really are, are, are taking a hard look at an Eric Gordon, knowing, again, uh, his past here. And if they don't know what's going on, maybe they need to find out. Uh, so maybe this could be nothing more than just, you know, uh, social media garbage. Uh, the other one is C.J. McCollum, and we talked a lot about him. And we're going to talk to Ali about it because, again, I've, I've said this before. And I'll say it again. I, I do not want to give up on the young talent with the Pelicans. Now, maybe some are ready to move the kill Alexander Walker out the door and also and also Jackson Hayes. I am not. I think they're young players. And I think they need an opportunity to grow here. And, you know, what are you going to give up for McCollum? And then ultimately, what are you doing it for? If it's just a push to the 10th seed, what, to satisfy Zion? To maybe save the job of, of, of David Griffin? Give me a break. I mean, you gotta you got to have the long view on this thing. 
And I, I would hate to see you give up on these players early, and then we're seeing those players turn into, into very, very good to great players in the NBA down the line. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll ask Ali about that uh, at uh, 4.35 this afternoon. And then at 5.15, probably closer to 5.10, because uh, we're going to get him in early because he's got to get out early. Mike Scarborough is going to join us. He's going to give us the postmortem on what's happening with the LSU uh, uh, recruiting class. We'll talk about all the talk yesterday about, again, NIL, uh, Texas A&M, uh, what they were able to do in terms of outbidding LSU, uh, specifically with Jacoby Matthews. We'll get into all that with uh, Mike Scarborough, Tiger Babe, at around 535. All right. Let's let's talk some Tulane. Let's talk let's talk some UNO. Let's talk about the recruiting class of, of Tulane. Let's talk about Tulane basketball and, and UNO basketball. Both are on fire right now. Uh, to break it down for us, uh, he's one of the best that we have. Again, he's uh, he writes for uh, the uh, Advocate, the Times Picayune, and Noel.com. He's got his own website, and if you're a Tulane fan, if you're not on his website, then you're not keeping up what's going on with the, with the Wave. Uh, it's called the Wave Report. It's part of the Rivals Network. Joining us in the program now is Gary Smith. Gary, how are you, bud? Hey. Thanks for having me on the show. Got got some breaking news to report too. Tulane Take it away, brother. An, Tulane just hired another coach, um, okay. Jim McManan, who was the offensive coordinator at Central Missouri under um, Jim Svoboda, who's become Tulane's new offensive coordinator. And, and there were some fans that thought they should have hired this guy as offensive coordinator. He left central missouri to become head coach at wayne state they had one of the best offenses in division two last year won seven games um he resigned and uh, the, and uh, i haven't gotten it confirmed from tulane but it doesn't matter because wayne state's own official athletic website reported it. <laughs> he is wow. now going to be tulane's new wide receivers coach and okay. that's a position where tulane needs a huge upgrade um so they're Willie Fritz is pulling out all the stops. Clearly, he he, he was not <laughs> he was not going to just settle for the same after a two and ten season. Um, Tulane now has thirteen coaches on staff. Only ten are allowed to be full time game day coaches. So there's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of reassignments coming up in the in the near future. He told he said yesterday during when we asked him during the Zoom call that they hadn't finalized decisions. Now we know why. <laughs> he was right. still working on getting another coach. So he has now two. Guys who were head coaches this past year, um, who are now on his staff as assistant coaches. Um, it, 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 um, it definitely some big changes coming for the Tulane football team. And how much change do you think we'll see on offense now? You got two guys that again come from the same tree. When you talk about Central mm-hmm. Michigan with Svoboda, yeah. um, how much of a change do you see in the offense? And if there will be a change, what will it be? Will it be more of a running offense, more of a wide open well, offense? If you have that information. Yeah, well, Central Missouri actually threw a lot under Jim Savota. They they were among the nation's leaders in passing um, several times in, in Division Two. But what Willie Fritz said yesterday is he, he ain't changing. <laughs> he wants a 50-50 run balance. And what he did say, he said there'd be some similarities and some differences. But what he did say was Jim Savota will will run some two back formations, which you almost never see in football anymore. It's just almost all one back. And Willie Fritz's point is that too late. Their best players are their running backs. Um, sure. uh, and, and, and he wants, he, he, he wants formations where you can get two of them on the field at the same time. And not only are their best players, their running backs, the running backs are also good receivers. So there's no reason not to utilize them. He said that was going to be one change. The other thing, and this was kind of a, a shot at, at Chip Long without naming him is he wants a coach, that can, uh, an office coordinator that can go slow, can go fast and can go in between. And he mm-hmm. felt like he had that in Will Hall um, the previous two years. 
Chip Long is more of your typical offensive coordinator, wanted to go fast all the time. And um, Willie Fritz made him slow down the offense late in the year because he thought that this wasn't playing complimentary football and was making the defense play too many plays. Chip Long did, was not, wasn't too thrilled with, with that move. Now Willie Fritz has a guy who shares his philosophy again that you don't always have to go fast, particularly if your personnel might not be as strong as the team you're playing. Um, you, you don't want to. The more plays you run, the more more time your defense is on the field, and, and Fritz is not a big fan of that. So I think that's the other change we'll see next year. Um, I don't want to steal your thunder. You did the research. I read your article this morning. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Tulane and what they did in in um, this past recruiting class. Yeah, it was, again, when you're when you're in your sixth year and you finish two and ten, usually that's almost a guarantee of a poor recruiting class. That's just the way it works in college football. It's certainly what happened to Curtis Johnson at the end of his shorter tenure at, at, at Tulane. Willie Fritz signed what is rated by Rivals.com as the fourth best Tulane recruiting class of this century and the third best under Willie Fritz and pretty close to Willie Fritz's best recruiting classes. Um, it, 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 was an, it was an impressive job considering, obviously, Tulane had no momentum on the field going into the offseason. I mean, I, I sometimes take those recruiting rankings with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> I mean, neither neither Patrick Johnson nor Cam Sample were the top two, were, were rated anywhere near the top two in Tulane's recruiting class the year they came in. So, <laughs> it's not an exact science, but still, it's impressive. Tulane picked up three players yesterday. Um, one of them is a safety from Texas who had ten interceptions last year. That was Willie Fritz said that was the fourth most of any high school player in the country. The similarity there is uh, last year, one of Tulane's last pickup was Jaden Kennedy, who had also had that number of interceptions in his senior year in Florida in high school football. He came in and may have been Tulane's best player on defense as a true freshman. I don't anticipate the same thing for um, Kentrell Webb, the guy coming in from Texas, but he has a lot of upside down the road. That's the kind of guy you want to pick up in the late signing period when most of the top guys have already have, have already signed. The other two guys, Tulane, got an offensive lineman from, from Georgia who is not highly recruited at all, but he, he's incredibly strong. He was a state runner-up in wrestling last year. He's undefeated in wrestling this year. Um, just That's the type of guy you can build. <laughs> um, he, he's obviously got the strength to get better, um, and, and, and I think Tulane's a, a, excited about him, and they got a, a, a tight end, Alex Bauman from New Jersey, not their normal recruiting area, who, whose brother plays at Notre Dame as a tight end and has been there for two, been there for two years. And Bauman was a three-star recruit who originally had an offer from Notre Dame, and, and, and Rutgers was after him heavily. It looks like three good pickups for Tulane to uh, supplement what was already a good high school class. And also, you got to count the six transfers that, that Tulane yes. has coming in. Um, four of the six transfers were four-star recruits coming out of high school. Um, three of them are from really New Orleans. It, 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 it just it looks like in a year when a lot of times, when at first I was, you were thinking just Tulane could, could be in trouble in the recruiting class, it, they clearly improved their football team. It sure looks like it. When I read your article this morning, saw 68th mm-hmm. by rivals, fifth in the ACC, third mm-hmm. best finish by a Fritz team yeah. um, uh, within the, the eight classes, and the fourth best finish since they started, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, putting uh, uh, us rating these these yeah. uh, recruiting classes since 2002. I, I was impressed. I was impressed mm-hmm. with the transfer portal what yeah. they were able to do. Uh, and and I thought that was really the thing to kind of put them over the top, mm-hmm. and then to finish out strong, that right. was awesome. 
Yeah, and the transfer portal isn't even counted in that recruiting ranking. So that that I mean, but yeah, the, the, one of the running backs, Shad Clayton, who who was who was who played at Warren Easton, I believe, and was just an absolute stud in high school. Everybody, I don't cover high school football in New Orleans, but I know people in my paper that do, and they just raved about him. Um, that's a guy who's going to come in, uh, transfer, and uh, and 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 he's going he's going to play you know, next year. Um, and uh, they they need to find a role. For him, and that's why Willie Fritz wants to see two backs in the backfield <laughs> um, at, yeah. at, at the same time. <laughs> well, congratulations to Willie Fritz, and of course, again, filling out that coaching staff as well. well I'll tell you what, there's a little bit of life on Ferret Street in there. Mm-hmm. Ten, the, the the wave, six and four, fourth place in American. Right. Well, that that's a tough loss last night to a really good team, sixth ranked Houston, seventy three to sixty two. But um, you said it before the season. You thought this was going to be a good team, and mm-hmm. they are turning out to be just that. They're, they're playing really well right now. Look, they ran into the same problem that everybody runs into against Houston. They just couldn't make shots. Houston leads the nation in field goal percentage defense. Only two teams all year had shot better than 40.4% against Houston, which is an amazing stat after 19 games, and the two teams that did beat them. If Tulane had hit a few more shots, they could have won that game because Houston's a physical, tough team, and Tulane matched that physicality. They got out-rebounded, but not by a significant margin. They actually had more second-chance points than Houston did in that game, and they were right there. They just couldn't make shots, and a lot of that credit goes to Houston's defense. But I'll be really interested to see what happens in the rematch in New Orleans. But, um, Jalen Forbes tweeted after the game, they got to come to our place. There was no back down from this Tulane team. And, and also interesting, Reed Geddes, a long time ago Houston basketball player who was doing the color commentary on ESPN+. Plus, Near the end of the game, he was raving about Tulane, saying they were an NCAA tournament caliber team. And he was saying, look, they're not going to the NCAA tournament unless they win the American Athletic Conference tournament. But just watching Tulane play against Houston, he sees all of the Houston games. He thought Tulane was playing well enough that they could hold their own in the NCAA tournament. When's the last time we could have even remotely said that about a Tulane? basketball team. The last time that that place was full. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Last time that place had a pulse. Exactly. Oh. So it, it, it's it's good. It's a they're six and four now. Now this Saturday will be telling because Tulane plays an East Carolina team that beat them mm-hmm. the last time they played. Since then, East Carolina has gone in the tank. They when they played Houston, they made eight shots in forty minutes and lost something like seventy something to thirty something. I don't know if they've won a game since they beat Tulane. It's a game mm-hmm. Tulane should win comfortably, but. You know, physical game against Houston may be a letdown. Past Tulane teams, this might have been a problem. We'll learn a lot more. We'll learn more about this team if they can come out and take care of business on Saturday and get to 7-4 and four in the conference. And how was breakfast last Saturday, by the way? What was that? I said, how was breakfast last Saturday, by the way? Oh, yeah, it was, it was a huge success. I'm a typical late arrival, so I, right? I usually get there five minutes before tip-off. But I'll say this, when I sat down on press row, the guy next to me had an empty bag of uh, beignets from, from Cafe Du Monde. The crowd, over 2,500 announced crowd, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the biggest crowd Tulane's had in a long, long time yeah. in, in basketball. The place was not even close to full, and it was really loud. It just tells you again what that atmosphere can be like if it gets back to the way it was in the 1990s when it was full. It's an incredibly intimidating, yes. loud place when their fans are coming. And if Tulane wins a little bit more as this year goes along, it's gonna it may get to that point. Especially the student body. I mean, get mm-hmm. out there and, and 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 again cheer your team on. Same as can be said for UNO's um, uh, alumni as well as again mm-hmm. the UNO student body. They're 12 and 8. They're 5 and yep. 0 in, in 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 the Southland. They take on Corpus Christi tonight in Texas. They're in first place, and 
man, they are playing really good basketball. They are. They they it, they turned they they turned the switch when they um they flipped the switch when they uh started conference play. They had not been playing well at all before then. If they beat Texas A and M Corpus Christi tonight, which won't be easy, um, but certainly doable, they will then only have to beat the the um the winless incarnate word team um on Saturday, and they will have completed a sweep in the first half of their conference schedule. There are seven opponents of theirs in the conference. They would be seven and zero against those opponents going into the second half of the year. This is exactly what Troy Green, fifth-year senior, COVID extra year guard, and uh, Derek St. Hilaire, leading scorer in the conference, came back to do. And so far, they're living up to their words because, uh, again, if, if UNO wins tonight, they can sort of take an early stranglehold on the on the conference and, and, and really be in good position to be able to hang a banner at the end of the year as, Southeast, as Southland Conference regular season champion. Gary Smith with us for a few more minutes. Gary, the, the change there, look, they've always had pretty good guard play, right? It's the, it again, yep. it's the quality big men that they brought mm-hmm. in. Exactly. A bunch of transfers came in. And look, that's the way Mark Schlesinger wants to play inside out. His NCAA tournament team um, in 2017, they had the Southland Conference player of the year that year. It was an inside out team. Um, his teams play better that way. And then that is the difference. Look, there's no question that Derek St. Hilaire and Troy Green are the best players on the team. But now when they dump the ball inside, it's not being fumbled out of bounds. It's not going to a guy who doesn't know how to finish. It's going to guys who can finish. And they've got it up. And they've got that's four different. They've got interchange four forwards. They don't all play well the same game, but it gives them margin for error. If some, if a guy's not playing well, they bring in another guy. And uh, and and the depth. It's a, and the Southland is a conference that does not have much size. UNO now has more size at the forward position than almost any other team in the league, and that's going to help them in the long run. Because really, last year they were just too small. <laughs> yeah. for, they had other flaws, but they just <laughs> they had no height. They couldn't stop people inside. They couldn't score inside. And you're not going to win if you can't do those two things. Um, Loyola's at Mobile tonight, uh, and um, they, they're they're seventeen and one, seven and mm-hmm. one, still third in NAIA. Uh, but again, another, uh, still they continue to be able to roll uh, within their conference. Yeah, um, they're. I mean, that one. That's all you need to say. Seventeen and one after after eighteen right. games. They're they're in they're in great position again. They they had a they had a little COVID break. They lost their first game after the COVID break. Um, they I think they didn't play well in their game before the COVID break. Um, maybe for the same reason. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's that's a team that can they, that can win it all. And uh, it, it, it's fun to see. This is. This, this is the most. Uh, this is the best New Orleans has been collectively oh. in basketball. In well, I moved back to New Orleans from Florida in mm-hmm. 2008, and this is right. easily the best year um, in that in that time period. And it's not even. Close. I got to tell you, Gary, it's got, it goes back, and I mentioned this on the TV show today with Jeff Duncan. It reminds me a lot of Dale Brown at LSU, Perry Clark mm-hmm. at Tulane, and Tim Floyd. Uh, out out at UNO. Well, when you talk about the quality coaches they have here now, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see uh, the fruits of that labor happen. With again, all all of these teams competing uh, within their conference, and it's really good to see. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, and, uh, and, and Tulane is the, is is the last to join the join the party there. I've always been a Ron Hunter guy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, his first two years weren't very successful, but he's got the proven track record of success. It took him a while. Um, 
he finally got the difference maker in Jalen Cook on his roster and uh, mm-hmm. and good parts around him. And uh, you know, UNO's been successful for a long time under Mark Schlesinger. Um, it, it's a it, it's a good situation right now. No, it, it definitely is. Uh, I, I say it all the time. Your your site's a go to site for Tulane fans, but especially now to find out about again the class yep. of the new coaching staff. Tell us about it. Tell us about what you have coming up for us uh, online in the paper, and then of course how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, just um, thewaverport.com, Tulane.rivals.com. I was able, I was busy yesterday, but I was able to, to transcribe the t- full 25-minute um, Zoom press conference with Willie Fritz. I admit, I, I dropped the ball a little bit because I, I was taken totally off guard by this Jim McNamara news. That I, that was not on my radar. Um, so Willie Fritz did not address that yesterday, but he addressed everything else. His first real comments on Jim Svoboda, his new offensive coordinator, his uh, first comments on his new offensive line coach and why he thinks that's going to be a really good hire. And of course, talking about in detail about his, his three newcomers and, 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 and the overall class. Um, every, every word that he uttered yesterday is, is on the website. Well, always good to have you, my friend. Thanks so much for the great info. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for having me on the show. At Gare Smith on, on Twitter. Make sure you keep up with him again, doing a, a fantastic job. Uh, uh, not just again, not just with Tulane. Not just with Tulane. Again, uh, uh, with, uh, with UNO. He comes on. He talks Loyola with us. So, again, covering really covering local um, uh, sports here in New Orleans. Uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, which, again, we spotlight in this half hour. Also, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Um, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I was talking to a friend of mine today. Um, I told you that, that um, his heater broke down, and uh, he needs a new heating system. Um, one thing he did was he shopped it around. And, and uh, you know, he told me, he goes, E, I'm going with Burkhardt. He goes, uh, I'm going with Burkhardt. He goes, I just like the way I was treated. He goes, there was no pressure. Uh, you know, they, they explained everything to me I needed to know about the new systems. They gave me a choice of what, of what I wanted. Uh, he goes, I just felt more comfortable with Burkhardt than any of the other companies that I called and spoke to. And there were some good companies. But, again, overarching was, again, the, uh, the comfort level he had with Burkhardt. Uh, the, the, the crew they were going to send out, and then, of course, what he doesn't realize now, uh, but he will, the service after the sale. Look, you truly want a company you can trust when you're, when you're making a big purchase like this where you're installing a new air conditioning and heating system. Look, get some prices, but call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Just allow them to come out, give you a price, sit down with you, do a consultation, and you'll find out what I've known for over 30 years. So I've gotten Burkhardt's attention to detail, honesty, and, of course, uh, top-notch uh, technicians that are NATE certified, the highest certification in the industry. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. Get your biggest refund guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt tax pros will help find thousands worth of new tax credits so you get every dollar you deserve. So why wait? Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. 
Delays remain solid if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays on the 310 on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Veterans and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from City Park to the airport. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And delays are solid on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Are you ready for the cold this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my heating system ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. With 30 years of the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any heating system. Burkhart gets your system running right, and they can find and fix problems before you really need the heating system this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhart at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Tell them Eric sent you. Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. Joining us in the program, we're just a couple minutes away from Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. All are open for lunch and dinner, with the exception of uh, Oceana that's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, remember, again, especially during the Mardi Gras season, Bourbon Street balconies for uh, both Old New Orleans Cookery and Mambo's that are available for you to be able to rent. Uh, also, again, uh, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, who, again, uh, it, we feature this half hour. 
they have their parking lot that traditionally sell spots for you to be able to, again, catch the Metairie Parades there. Just contact them at the restaurant. Or, again, you can, con- you can find out more by going to bobbyabears.com. And, of course, voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. And uh, just a fantastic place to grab a great meal, okay? Um, first of all, if you're a memorabilia buff like I am, it's like walking into a sports museum. Because Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. And then, of course, if you love the games, and especially on a, on a day where you're trying to catch multiple sports and multiple games, perfect spot. TV's everywhere. You'll never miss a play. I always joke about, again, TV's in the restroom. Uh, no, there's TV's in the restroom. You won't miss a play. Uh, and then, of course, amazing cocktails. Fantastic cocktails by great mixologists, a large beer selection for you uh, that, that you can enjoy. And, and then, of course, that menu is second to none. Something for everyone. Uh, literally something from everyone, for everyone. You know, uh, my, my favorite is the Mardi Gras pasta. Uh, but, again, they have barbecue ribs. They've got um, great hamburgers. Uh, also, again, great seafood. I mean, you go right down the line, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Yeah, a little bit of a sports bar feel, but more, more importantly, again, a fantastic restaurant. You can order online for delivery at bobbybears.com. Remember, they're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Uh, that's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. I want to say it again. Don't want to hear anybody complaining about you can't get a late meal here in New Orleans because if you go to one of the Oceana family of restaurants, they're open to as late as 2 a.m. every single day. That includes Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, 4101 Lake Villa, uh, Veterans at Lake Villa. So good. Yeah, so good. All right, let's head to the guest line. Let's talk some Pels. Uh, joining us uh, from the Bird Rights, one of the best sites we have out there. Uh, again, uh, I call it like a thinking man's basketball site, okay? Uh, and, of course, Ali Cassell, editor-in-chief, joins us on the program now. Ali, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. I'm dry, so I'm great. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> I left the TV station today, and literally as, as I'm in the car, it all comes down. And then, you know, those sheets are in where you can't even see in front of you. Yeah. And so I tried to hustle to get back here to get the show to get the show started, but glad to hear you drive. Most people in New Orleans are are are, are, are trying to uh, traverse this right now. Yeah, this weather. I mean, and after this, we're going to get doused with some cold weather again. So I mean, it hasn't oh, yeah. been a good winter, has it? Well, you know what? I, you know, I'm gonna be honest, Ali. I don't mind the cold, the cool days with the sun out, where it's just a beautiful New Orleans winter. It's these kind of days where, again, you, where it's cold. Right now, it's not 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 cold. Obviously, it's just that. But when we get that damp cold, that nasty damp cold, that's the thing that you hate about a New Orleans winter. I don't mind it getting cold, but let's have the sunshine out. That's the only thing. Yeah, I'm with you there. But I feel like those days have been few and far between over the last, yep. last month. This weather reminds me of Cincinnati weather. I don't know if anybody has lived in the Midwest or somewhere a little bit further right. north, right, from the south southern region. This is what you typically get, right, in the 40s. Always cloudy. That, that's the thing I remember. You never see the sun, yeah. so you, you're kind of gloomy. <laughs> yeah, see, seeing that, 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 that to me brings everybody down. It's like, you know, when we, we had that stretch of weather last year that was just raining constantly. It felt like it was, we were living in Seattle, right? Uh, but, right. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Look, winter's not that long around here. And uh, you know what? I take every second of it I can get because I know that we're going to be in the 90-degree heat and 80, 80, 90-degree uh, um, uh, humidity very, very soon. And we'll be wishing for this cool breeze. You're not kidding. I mean, I guarantee you in a, in a month's time, we're probably going to be mid-80s, 100% yeah, right. humidity for the week. And anybody that walks a dog just two blocks, you're going to be sweating. Yeah, we... we um, uh, especially again, uh, well, you know, Jazz Fest is usually usually the turn of the clock there, so we'll see how that plays out. And let's hope we have a Jazz Fest this year as well. 
Hey, yeah. Ali, let's, let's, let's jump into something. Look, I've been talking about the last couple of days. I'd love to see a C.J. McCollum here, but I, I don't want to give up the farm for him. And then the, the, I want to know where these rumors are coming from well, about Eric Gordon possibly being on the trading block coming to New Orleans. If there's, if there's any sense or any sense of history uh, within that organization right now, you've got to know how Eric Gordon uh, is, is, um, is hated by Pelican fans everywhere. Exactly, and I don't think that can be lost. And first, of, first of all, you got to consider Eric Gordon. He probably doesn't even want to come back and play for the Pelicans ever again. I mean, we saw it, right? He didn't want to come here originally in the deal. Then, of course, he wanted to leave when he was here. Everybody will never forget for his comments of wanting to end up with the Phoenix Suns, right? That's where his heart is. And then, even after he left, I remember him taking a couple shots at the New Orleans franchise. So I don't foresee it happening. If anything, I think his name's more being floated out there because. There's a chance that he couldn't be involved in another simultaneous deal, right? So he would. So you want a multi-team deal for the Pelicans, right? For the Pelicans okay. to get, you know, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, maybe Bradley Beal, Eric, they need more ammunition. I mean, let's face it, they need more uh, roster salary that they can move, right? Trade assets in that respect, and they don't have it without gutting, of course, what they already have. You don't want to see them trade, right? Jonas Valanciunas, and then one of Josh Hart or Devontae Graham, along with Thomas Sadoransky. I certainly don't, because that almost feels like taking a step back. So I think why we're hearing some of these names like Harrison Barnes and uh, Eric Gordon and maybe even Covington is because of the fact that they would add some players. Maybe they could help them win a couple games, depending on which player it is this season. But then they would be involved in a bigger deal, more likely this summer. So I don't think that big de- uh, big. Trade acquisition is going to happen before this trade deadline. I'm getting the gut feeling that's going to happen this summer, if at if, if at all. That that's good news, Wally, because you know the more you think about it, do you really want to gut this team right now to try to make it to the 10th spot? Uh, you know, I think there's upside on Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander Walker. Other people feel different, but I'd like to see this kind of play out and see what these how these kids can can grow over the rest of the season. Uh, and and you know, I mean, look. I definitely don't want to see Josh Hart gone, okay? And I know you got to give up something to get something, but what are you, what are you giving up something for to get to the 10th seed? I mean, at the end of the day, you should be working for more than that. Yeah, before the trade deadline, usually prices are higher than they typically are in the summer where teams have to make moves, right, to jockey for the upcoming season to where now GMs can get away with asking for, for, for basically the farm. And that's why, if you think back, David Griffin has always operated in the summers, right? Anthony Davis, he was trading mm-hmm. the summer. Drew Holiday, yes. he was trading the summer. Most of Griffin's splashes have come in the summer. So I think there's history there as well. But, yeah, Eric, you nailed it. Why would you sell low on Nikhil and Jackson Hayes? Why not give them the rest of this year? And it seems like, especially Jackson, they're on the upswing. So they're yes. going to probably have more value in the summer anyways. And you're absolutely right with Josh Hart. I'm publishing finally the piece I've been wanting to on mm-hmm. Josh Hart and his value tomorrow. And I think it's going to highlight why people shouldn't be settling for basically swinging him in any trade for anybody. He's very valuable. And it's not just to this team. What he does um, on the court is rare. So, like I said, that will be published tomorrow. Um, Let's talk about where this team is right now. Um, Look, Jose Alvarado's played really, really well. Uh, Deontay Graham has been kind of hot and cold. Uh, does it, do you think this is sustainable for uh, uh, Alvarado, the way we've seen him play? He's been a little bit of a spark plug for this team. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think it is because what he provides the most is the energy, um, being able to maneuver the ball mm-hmm. within either the transition game or just run the offense. 
And that, that's kind of his strength, along with, of course, that defense. So I don't think none of that is going anywhere. The only thing for me is, can he just make shots consistently enough to be able to hold his rotation spot? I think that's what was the worry with everybody. I mean, he came in the league. He's, what, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, at best. Yes. He's not a jumper by any stretch of the imagination. So he's got to be able to be able to sink shots, and not just the opens, but over some of these players, like on his floaters and such. And recently they've been going down. I'm just curious if that can continue. Because if it can, Falcons have landed a really smart, good gem uh, as a yes. backup guard probably for years. Because they'll probably sign him to something more than a two-way contract this summer if that pans out. When, when, when you look at, at um, Devontae Graham, I, I'm a little surprised by the inconsistency. I'm as well, Eric. And look, Devontae was brought in basically to do just a couple of things, right? Hit the outside right. shot, mm-hmm. facilitate the offense as a secondary playmaker, and, and he's always been smart with the ball, right? Low turnovers, decent assist uh, ratios. And the three-point shot, you know, he's always hovered around 37 38%, and he's been clutch, right? That's one thing that I think really um, yep. drew the Pelicans' attention. They wanted a guy, after watching how many close games they lost last year, be able just to hit a shot or two within the five minutes of a close game. And, you know, Devontae's done that. But this stretch that he's currently on, I want to say it's been since the start of the new year. He mm-hmm. just can't hit shots right now, Eric. And it's, he's colder than what he normally is, right? Because shoulders or shooters normally go through stretches where they can't make the ball. But this one's an abnormally long one, even for him, I think. So hopefully he'll shake out of it soon. But if not, it just, again, it goes to prove the point what this team needs, right? They need just some kind of lead guard, some yeah. name that's literally going to be a uh, difference maker out there, and they don't have one. Uh, even if Zion comes back, you still need better production from Devontae and the rest of the guys. almost feel like, again, that they're leaning on him so much. It's not what he's used to in his career, and maybe it's something he has to adapt to. And maybe I'm looking too deep into it at this point. But, again, I expected more of a – uh, I'm not saying I expected more, but I expected him to be the, the, the same player consistently throughout the season, and he's been in, been a little bit of a slump here. Yeah, he had a great December. Um, yeah. I remember looking at his shooting splits back then, and he was on a tear from about late November through December, and I think there's no reason or that, that's no coincidence why the Pelicans had their best stretch, right? I know they, they won December with, what was that, I think, a 7-5 and five record, mm-hmm. and they finished November strong, but yeah, Devontae, since January, just hasn't been dependable. And then even within some games recently, we've seen him make some errant passes, right? Not being able right. to connect on the simple uh, lob toss to Jonas Valanciunas or an alley-oop to Jackson Hayes where he completely overthrew him in the last game. It's just stuff you haven't seen. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if he's honestly hurting a little bit as well because okay. he has missed a few games. And I know he's played through some uh, ankle uh, soreness. And so that could be holding him his back That as could well. explain it. That could definitely explain it. The G League has really worked well for this team this year. They send uh, Jackson Hayes down there. He gets a little bit of a run. He comes back a little bit more confident. And, of course, I like him at the four, and I want to talk about that in a minute. But then we, we saw something you and I have been waiting for all season long. Trey Murphy goes down to, to the G League. He gets his stroke, and, and I'm telling you, the best I saw him shoot all season long outside of maybe, again, uh, the summer league, the confidence, letting the shot go in the last game. And what do you have, 12 points? Uh, I mean, really looked good. Yeah, he came off the COVID list. Probably we were all thinking he's going to take him at least another week or so to crack the rotation, but he was in there right away, and he, he nailed a three-pointer within 30 seconds of entering that game. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he played well, Eric. He hit another three, got to the free-throw line six times, grabbed five boards, and I thought he was active all over the court, doing kind of the stuff with his length and athleticism that you expect. 
And so hopefully this is a positive sign going forward that he's not going to be a mainstay. And I'll tell you what, tomorrow it's already been announced that both uh, Willie Hernan Gomez and Garrett Temple are out. So I got to think Trey Murphy's going to see upwards of 20, 25 minutes or something like that tomorrow's game. That means Hayes probably back to the five more than at the four. But I'm telling you, uh, he looks very comfortable in the four. Oh, without a doubt, Eric, I think that's just where his skill set is. I mean, as a five, you've got to be able to do certain things. And, you know, we've watched Jackson for now two and a half seasons, and he, it's just not clicking for him. And what I mean by that is defending the paint. So it's not just guarding your own man, but it's guarding anybody that needs to be attended to on rotations. I mean, he's got to be the first guy to stop somebody getting to the rim. And he's had difficulties, whether stopping guys or, you know, just committing too many fouls and not really being the shot blocker that he should with his combination of you know, athletic ability and length. But as a four, um, he's, he's not asked to play center, right? He doesn't have to rebound. He's a very poor rebounder. And he, he's able to utilize, honestly, his athleticism better on the perimeter. I mean, we saw it, mm-hmm. people that watched that Cleveland game. He was right. outstanding against Evan Mobley and shutting him down. I think he held him to four points. And the only jumper Evan Mobley made came against Valanchunas. So, yeah, without a doubt, Jackson's better suited out there, even though he doesn't have a dribble game, right? He can make a, a drive from the perimeter to the rim on, on right. a line with nobody in front of him. But for the most part, he requires you know somebody getting him the ball in good position. But you know what? That's what I think the Pelicans can become, uh, when, especially if Zion comes back. Right? I mean, they just need more playmakers out there, and I think that will even further unlock Jackson Hayes' potential at the four. Well, I think it's a nice change of pace at the four when Zion comes back as well. I mean, he is one type of four, a physical guy that's going to take the ball inside. And, and, and you got an, a guy in, in, in Jackson Hayes who, again, is maybe not at the slight of build, but, again, uh, has a skill set to be able to block shots, play above the rim. I mean, there's, uh, I think it's a nice compliment, again, when you're going from one to the other at the four. Exactly, Eric. That's what you need is the versatility in today's game because when you go up against a Cleveland, you without a doubt want some size on your front line and not just at center. And then, of course, if you go small ball, then Jackson should be able to handle, right, playing a five because you're typically not going up against a traditional center. So there's various roles that would fit him, and he's the only one that can fit those That um, with you being the only guy on the roster. Can't ask Willie or Jonas Valanciunas to do it. Zion, I, I just – we don't know if he's ever going to become a above-average defender. And then there's really nobody else, like I said, when you look down that roster. So Jackson, he could be a very useful piece if he could just, you know, get that consistency. I think that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, Eric, he, he's got to be able to, when he's out there, make a positive impact mm-hmm. somewhere. And he hasn't been able to do that thus far in his career. I rarely ask this, but, but again, I got to because we're in February now. Any word on when Zion may be coming back, if at all? No, and we were supposed to get word earlier this week, so I'm not sure why there's a delay, but we're now stuck here waiting. Don't, I don't, I've been told that it doesn't necessarily mean bad news is coming, but it's, just, it's frustrating, right? Because, I mean, let's know one way or the other, right? It's been six weeks. Either he comes back soon or you might as well just forget even talking about him for the rest of the season. So right. hopefully word will come out sooner rather than later. But like I said, they've pushed back on announcing an update, and we don't know why. Uh, seven and five in December, first winning winning month. Five and ten in January, uh, but they had some really tough games in January. We've had some tough teams. When you look at the schedule in February, how is it? You know, it's much better. And let's just look at the first you know handful of games coming up here. Um, after the Nuggets tomorrow, they've got a back to back against the Rockets. I mean, that should be two wins. 
So conceivably, before the trade deadline, the Pelicans could be uh, on a streak of having won at least three or four games. And that bodes well. You look at that, you know, the standings in the West right now, they're just a game and a half behind the Portland Trailblazers for that 10th spot. So you keep moving upwards. Making a deal makes all the sense in the world, even if it's not a home run piece right now. And, and plus, you wouldn't even obviously then move a Josh Hart or somebody that's been instrumental to their uh, good play for much of the season. So I like it, Eric. I like the, the schedule coming up because after that, I know they've got the Spurs. That should be a win. Um, Raptors, are, even though they're a tough team, they'll be playing here in New Orleans. So before the All-Star break, they've got a lot of good opportunities to get back more on the winning side and finishing with a winning month. Ali, um, everybody says there'll be buyers at the trading deadline. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not that far away. It's February the 10th. What's your gut? Yeah, a week from today. <laughs> What's your gut? Are they buyers? Yes. I think I've maintained this stance for two-plus months. Right. They need to get into the playoffs, and whether Zion comes back or not, it's important for showing Brandon Ingram, but it's also important for David Griffin. Um, mm-hmm. He has yet to get in the playoffs since coming, arriving in New Orleans, and you've got to think an extension for him is probably coming up. So he's going to want to get that underneath his belt. Um, and, you know, like I said, if you want to change the culture, you've got to start progressing. You've got to start showing some kind of mm-hmm. success somewhere. And that would be a big step, I think, just making a play-in tournament, especially if you don't have Zion for the entire year. I think that would speak volumes on where this team is, and they've actually taken a legitimate step forward this year. Ali, always a pleasure, my friend. Tell the folks about your great site, how folks can follow you on social media, and what, this time next week we'll be talking about whether they added players or not, and maybe talking about whether we're going to know whether Zion's back or not as well. Exactly. Huge week coming up because uh, it's going to obviously <laughs> impact greatly the rest of the season. So, yeah, catch all of our work over at The Bird Rights at SB Nation, www.thebirdrights.com. Had a couple good articles. I put up one today explaining, right, what the rumors mean on Covington, Barnes, and Gordon. Another one of my writers wrote yesterday, on, maybe the Pelicans should kick the tires on Colin Sexton up in Cleveland for next yeah. season. If you can't land a CJ at a good price or maybe Darren Fox, look elsewhere. And I think Colin Sexton makes a lot of sense. I'm telling you, I read that, and I, I, when it, as soon as I looked at it, I said, you know what, that is a great idea, and, and it's not going to cost you as much as a McCollum. No, and the reason, Eric, is because it's effectively a sign-and-trade right mm-hmm. now, because what is Cleveland going to be able to do at the summer? He's going to be a free agent, even though restricted, right. but mm-hmm. chances are they're not going to want to keep him because there was a word before the season even that they were ready to move on. Now that Cleveland's enjoyed all the success, you've got to think they want to upgrade – somewhere else and utilize him, yes. but they're not going to be able to get that much. Because like I said, in sign trades, people think back to the Lonzo ball trade and what the Pelicans got. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't yeah. work like that. So it does feel like there can be a deal had there. There you go. Ali, thanks for the time, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Absolutely. Take care, Eric. And Ali Cassell on, uh, on Twitter. Ali Cassell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. Uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Don't forget about the hideout bar as well. And, of course, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, generator sales and service is their business. That's right. Uh, the, and generators are starting to move now. So, again, call them. Get on, on the calendar for a single-day install. Uh, they'll come out, do a consultation with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator, find 
financing available for generators. You can pay that over time. That new install quality check after one month. It's what they do for everything they install for their customers. And then the 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked in their warehouse. Generator sales and service. Burkhart's the experts. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Diamonds Direct makes it easy to go over the top this Valentine's with an expanded selection of the most romantic gifts, special designer trunk shows, and the return of our most popular offer ever, five years zero interest financing. Now through Valentine's Day, we teamed up with the nation's most sought-after designers with a spectacular selection of affordable and timeless gifts. And with five years zero interest financing, you can go big. How about a $3,000 pair of diamond stud earrings and you pay $50 a month or a $4,000 diamond tennis bracelet for just $67 a month. It's a fact. Jewelry is the number one gift for Valentine's, and Diamonds Direct is the number one destination. We'll help you find the ideal gift at the best price, and you can spread your payments over five years with zero interest. Visit us in-store now, or shop online for some great romantic gift ideas at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. On approved credit. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. 
Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. All right, today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Oceana's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, all the rest of the restaurants are open for lunch and dinner, and they're all open late. So a late-night place to eat. You're looking for it. It's the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks to Gary Smith and Alec Cassell for joining us. Mike Scarborough right out the box in the 5 o'clock hour. I wouldn't go anywhere. Stick around, New Orleans. Family owned and operated since 1972, Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers.
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6, each and every weekday afternoon, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, great way to take the show with you anywhere. Free download for you. Uh, and, of course, don't forget um, uh, Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base for your favorite podcasting platform. So make sure you check out the show there. The award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon, I had Jeff Duncan of Noel.com and Fox 8 on the program. We covered Saints, LSU, Tulane on the football side. Then we covered all collegiate basketball, local, local teams. And then we went into um, also the um, – uh, we went into the New Orleans Pelicans on, on the professional side. So, again, one, uh, you, you catch us at 6 o'clock tonight on LAE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. That's Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE, 2 a.m. on the Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television at 5 p.m. It'll be up on our social media platforms this evening. Uh, that is at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, and Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, again, special thanks to our guest, Gary Smith, Ali Cassell in the first hour. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com is just a couple of minutes away. Again, our program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and, of course, the Mothership. Uh, again, where it all started, Oceana Grill. Uh, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. All the um, construction is done. You can walk right into Oceana. Voted well, top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They are open seven days a week. They open at 8 a.m. every morning, and they start their breakfast service. And breakfast, uh, again, goes all the way to 1 p.m. And I'm telling you, New Orleans' best breakfast. Got to try the breakfast at Oceana if you're, if you're a breakfast lover like myself. Also, the menu, second to none. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine, but also so much more. I mean, uh, burgers, uh, great seafood, uh, barbecue ribs. I mean, you go right down the line. Again, uh, the pasta dishes are outstanding. Uh, so, again, a lot. And the gumbo. Oh, man, the gumbo's out of sight. Uh, again, if you don't get a big old hunk of crab in your gumbo, you're missing out. I don't know. You must, you must not hit the lottery because over there it's every single bowl and cup of gumbo. You know, this big, this big crab leg hanging out the side. I'm telling you, just a fantastic uh, uh, eating experience, dining experience, fantastic cocktails, great beer selection for you. Uh, you can dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And then, of course, having your next event. Well, five private rooms uh, that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for your next event. And, of course, Oceana staff are second to none at making your next event an experience you will remember forever. Also, folks, you can dine in those uh, those rooms when they're not utilizing them for a private um, uh, party. Uh, Oceana's uh, family-friendly. But I'm telling you, perfect for, again, friends. Uh, maybe, again, people coming in from out of town that you want to kind of show the quarter to. Or, again, look, you're just you're, you're hanging out uh, uh, with, uh, with your significant other. Or, or, again, maybe trying to close that business deal, something I've seen so many years. Over the years where I did my live remotes at, at, at Oceana, uh, lunchtime was a time when, again, business deals were being cut. So uh, just a great place all the way around. It's Oceana Grill. Hey, for more information, oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grills, the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. I don't want to hear you can't get a meal late in New Orleans because you can get one at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right, let's talk some Tigers. 
Joining us on the program, his site, again, is uh, second to none when it comes to uh, everything that, that encompasses uh, LSU athletics. Uh, he's a leader when it comes to uh, recruiting. Uh, he's got the ins and outs. He's at high school games each and every Friday and Saturday. Uh, the, the, the video um, part of his, his site now uh, is, is leading the industry. Uh, the YouTube page is getting uh, nothing but hits, hit after hit after hit. It's none other than Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Mike, how are you? Hey, doing good, doing good, Eric. Thanks for the uh, for the nice intro, Mike. You're doing a great job, man. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, and, and so you've come so far since when we first, you know, started doing this years and years ago uh, with the site. You've really kept up with the technology and doing a great job. And you know, look, I know a lot of Tiger fans are thirsty for for again uh, as much information as they can get. And it's not just football now; it's across the board when you talk about sports. Yeah, it's um, look, man. It, I, I I think. You know, look, obviously football's in a transition uh, uh, mode right now, but what we're uh, seeing at LSU, of course, the men's basketball team's got their struggles, but I, I think we'll wait. Once everybody's healthy, they'll be fine. But between the, the excitement over Brian Kelly, uh, Jay Johnson and baseball season cranking up, men's and women's basketball, um, it's it, uh, we, we've got a lot on our plate. And like you said, we're doing our YouTube shows and, um, we're, we're cranking our content every day at TigerBait.com. And, and, and quality content as well. Mike, uh, you, you, b- before we get into specifics, just your overall thoughts on how Brian Kelly fared out during this recruiting season. Well, look, I, I, I think, you know, it, it, it's a transition year. Uh, I, I really like what they did in the transfer portal. Um, I, I, you know, Obviously, he doesn't want to see it. Nobody else wants to see it again where you have another year where you lose that many Louisiana high school prospects to, to get the teams out of state. But it, it, it is that transitional year. you got a late start. Then you got all this NIL stuff going on. You know, so it, it's, I, it's a bit of a mixed bag. But I think overall, between the high school kids they did get and the transfer portal, I think they're in a strong place. And so now that the class of 2022 is in, in the book, can still have a handful of spots to use for a transfer portal. You get to go to spring football practice now, which I think is going to be early, starting in March, because they'll want to get in before uh, Easter. So I think uh, I, I'm, I suspect LSU spring game is going to be maybe the first uh, first. Uh, Saturday in April, um, so it, we, we might see uh, LSU starting spring football first second week of, of, of March. It's going to be that quick, really. And okay. then after that, you go through your spring football. You evaluate, evaluate any needs. Hopefully, you don't have any catastrophic injuries. But but you've got a handful of spots that you can use. Uh, you know, and and I keep saying they need a center. Um, and so I, I I think now his his whole staff's hired. Twenty two's over with. They concentrate on 2023. You're going to start having junior day events on the weekends where they're going to be bringing in all those top kids for 23 and 24. And uh, I'm anxious to see what him and his new staff can do. Uh, obviously, you got a little bit of Louisiana flavor with, uh, you know, three coaches on the staff with Louisiana roots. Um, but then how do the other coaches do learning the state and, 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 uh, and, and adjusting because, um, they've, they've got a lot of work to do. Uh, mm-hmm. 
a lot of catching up to do. Let's talk NIL, if you don't mind. Again, the, the, everything that's been reported over the last 24 hours is that Texas A&M seemed to be the most uh, prepared for NIL uh, in this in this past recruiting class, over, what, $30 million available. Uh, again, they've gotten into some bidding wars with LSU and other schools and won a lot of those wars, one of those with, with Jacoby Matthews. Um, I'm hearing the average amount of what was given these kids per year is about $100,000. Uh, there are some other incentives in, involved in that as well. Uh, what can you comment, what can you educate the audience on what transpired yesterday when it came to the NIL? Yeah, and then Jimbo goes and goes on a rant, and he, and he absolutely looks silly. Yes. Uh, why not just own it? It's legal. You know, yeah, you and your staff did a good job. Yeah, y'all did a good job evaluating prospects. You know, but yeah, you you did get some players because the money was lopsided in your favor compared to the other schools you were competing against. And for him to deny that, he's a liar. With that said, LSU seems to be a little bit late to the table with NIL. Um, what's gonna? What needs to transpire between now and the next recruiting uh, cycle, even the transfer portal, when it comes to NIL? Well, you know they've been scheduling for the last uh, six weeks promoting an NIL uh, gathering, which happened to be last night, and they had every head foot, every coach, head coach up there, Mulkey, Will Wade, Jay Johnson, Brian Kelly. They were all uh, gave talks that an NIL presentation, and, uh, you know, I don't know if they said it when he walked around the room off the record. Uh, there was no media there uh, allowed to be filming it. Uh, the, the media could go, but they, they couldn't report on it from there. Um, but, you know, it was basically like you saw what happened today. If you don't want that to happen again, then this is what needs to happen. And they gave him a walkthrough of, of, of how it needs to work. Now, I think that that event probably has gone a long way with them, but I also think there's a flip side of it where there's several uh, folks that I know that have uh, extreme levels of means and the ability to be involved in that, and they left that event, you know, kind of uh, dismayed or, um, you know, not – and look, it, it's, it, you don't have to be a money person. I think this whole thing is turning off uh, a huge – segment of the college football fan base that has mm-hmm. become unseemly and and you know what is this this isn't what uh you know the college game i've been in love with my entire life and and i mean that's the kind of comments we've got we've got multiple threads on our tiger den premium message board where right. you've got guys and, and i don't think it's just old crotchety you know uh, uh the boomer generation or my mm-hmm. generation that's you know, acting like get off my lawn. It, it, it's all age ranges that are saying similar things. And I don't know if the, the dust is going to settle and people are going to feel differently, but um, it sure seems like the only people that like it are the uh, high school recruits and, 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 the, and the, the college players who are, yeah. who, who, who are, who are getting the money and, and, and their family members and parents and, 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 of course, a lot of them also have hangers on and, and uh, guys trying to enrich themselves uh, on the uh, on kids. Yeah. Well, look, I would say this, and I've said this before. I think that, again, the NCAA has got to try to put the, the, the horse back in the barn here a bit. There's got to be some caps, okay? 
on, on what you can spend per year. Uh, I, I would like to see what this grambling uh, uh, situation is going to be in terms of being able to have companies uh, that will, again, come in, be involved in NIL, and every student athlete gets a piece of it. Uh, how realistic is that when you get to, again, the upper echelon of college athletics? But it might be a decent model. And then the other part of it is, is the transfer portal. There's got to be a date on, on again, when, uh, you know, when, when you can transfer out, you know, a, a time period. cannot be in the, in the middle of the season. It just can't be that. So, again, I think there has to be some controls put in. I'm not against it, any of this stuff. But, I mean, I just think that it's the wild, wild west right now. And, and, and there's got to be some type of controls to make it uh, at least, I don't want to say an even playing field, but that, that it's not where we are right now. Um, I, I give kudos to Texas A&M for being ready and, and, and to be able to do that. Now, he's got to re-recruit these kids every year. And that's the thing with the transfer portal now. As you know, Mike, just because you get a kid this year and you give him $100,000 doesn't mean that, again, if the kid's on the bench he ain't playing, that, that again, that he's not in the transfer portal on his way out looking for the next deal. Well, and, and, and what if, what if uh, you know, uh, uh, some of these folks being involved in, in, in NIL, well, they're business people, and uh, how, how much are they are to, they, to their word? Uh, you know, uh, they, they, they're all gung-ho, and they, and they want that five-star athlete and willing to pony up a bunch of money. But all of a sudden, in year one, that player doesn't really do a whole lot. And in year two, they're starting to look like a bust. Well, when do they say, you know what, I'm not cutting that check this month? Right. You know, and, and what, 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 uh, are they getting reported to uh, uh, a credit? <laughs> are they going to get bad credit? <laughs> what, <laughs> who's going to police that? No, nah, I don't want to pay that anymore. Right. That kid's a butt. Yeah, that, that that's a, that's an interesting scenario as well. Uh, also, again, the, you know, there's been there's been questions about does Louisiana have the depth of businesses that could get involved in here? And I don't. I mean, that's that's you know, no. Do they have the deep oil money like you have in Texas? Maybe not. But there's oil money here. There's rich people here. But there's also again business people that would that again that love their universities. I'm just talking about LSU and would want to maybe contribute to something like that. There just has to be a way to be able to find those businesses and again make sure that they're that again they're they're represented. And they're represented in the right way by again the, the student athlete. Oh, and look, and, and look, the one thing that we've always, since the advent of Twitter, you know, do all of a sudden, you know, these Twitter kids, um, you know, uh, what kind of language do they use in their tweets? You know, Mike, if you, if it's a business to, now. Yeah, they they got it here to just like you and I do. I mean, you got to act like a professional when you're on Twitter if someone is paying you to represent their company. I'm paid to represent a lot of companies on, the, on, this, on this radio show, and believe me, uh, everything I do in my life, you know, I mean, I, I have to make sure that, that I'm, I'm, you know, I've got my eyes crossed, my eyes dotted, my T's crossed. I'm not going on Twitter on, on a drunk rage. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, no, all that is encompassed in now going forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm telling you, it, it, a, a good third to half of the recruits that I follow for this re- particular year, and I've been following many of them since they were probably sophomores in high school on Twitter. And, you know, I get a notification when every single one of them tweets because I've got to follow them for my job. And uh, the stuff that I see them tweet and the language they use and the, the, the imagery and the videos, uh, you know, you could see where a, a 60-year-old business owner is going to be like, man, I just went and looked at that kid's uh, Twitter feed that uh, mm-hmm. you want me to give an NIL deal. Uh, hell no. 
you know? Uh, welcome, welcome to the world of, of, of business, okay? Well, I mean, it is what it is. Maybe it's a little different when you're – look, it's no different in the NFL if you're, if you're hocking a product. It just is what it is. Mike, um, just got about two minutes left. You, you got to run. I just wanted to ask another question. Brian Kelly did not have a press conference today. I found that strange. Uh, is, he, is there a reason why, or are we anticipating that you know, just to kind of – it, usually it's the media that, uh, you know, we start complaining and the, and the fans will say, oh, those media, they're, they're spoiled. And, no, no, I'm getting fans saying, where's Brian Kelly? Sure. And because we have not had him since the day he was introduced. And so, you know, I, I joked and, and I had a couple of friends uh, say, well, what, what, you know, they're, they're calling him Peekaboo uh, Kelly uh, or, or uh, what was the other one? Catch me if you Kelly. Uh, and it, you know, we're all calling sports information, saying when are we going to get him? I think we might be getting him next week. So uh, okay, uh, you know, hopefully that. I just found it strange. The Normally, the next day or even the day of, we're hearing from the coach, and we just didn't this year. So I just found it strange. Yeah. Mike, tell the folks how they can subscribe to your fantastic site. That's it. Go to tigerbait.com. We've got a lot for you on the site, and, and really get involved on our Tiger Den premium message board. A lot of great discussion there. We. We've got a real good group of subscribers that with great opinions, and uh, we, we we really love our community. And of course, catch me on uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. I didn't have a live show this week because uh, uh, of all things, in 25 years, my uh, my cream of the crop uh, laptop uh, burned up on me the day before signing day. Ouch. So. Uh, <laughs> And, and I run everything out of that. So well, yeah. we're going to make up for it with multiple shows next week. Beautiful. Thanks for your time, as always. We'll check in with you next week as well. All right, Eric. Thank you, man. Talk soon. Thank you, Mike. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Today's program brought to you by, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, it's Oceana Grill. That's Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. That's Old New Orleans Curry. That's Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, you need emergency service? They're there for you. That's right, 24-7 emergency service. Uh, your heater breaks down. Your AC breaks down. That, that generator breaks down. You need help. They're there for you. Fifteen trucks in the field strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to make sure they get to you quickly. And when they do, Nate certified technicians only to do the work that's necessary. Won't cheat you. Won't gouge you. It's part, of, again, with the reputation of Burkhart of getting a, a company that, again, takes care of their customers. Uh, not happy with your air conditioning or your heating system uh, um, a company? Make sure, again, you, you uh, check out mine. That's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Wendy's New Hot and Crispy Fries. Right now at Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about their brand new fries. Natural cut, skin on with a hint of sea salt, and guaranteed to be hot and crispy or they'll replace them. You know, the way fries should be. Try Wendy's Guaranteed Hot and Crispy Fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's.
Look out for an accident that's blocking the right lane if you're traveling along the Pontchartrain Expressway on the eastbound side right at the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Also look out for delays that are heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Also in the meantime, look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. Delays pick back up on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. If you're traveling along the 310 on the southbound side, delays are steady from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. 10 eastbound delays remain heavy from Loyola to the airport and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are solid from Elysian Fields to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Clearview to Veterans. Also in the meantime, look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If you have any problems with your heating system, you can trust Burkhardt to be there right away and get you back up and running. And if you know you need to replace that heating system this year, you can trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you.
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks to Mike Scarborough, TigerBeat.com, for joining us on the program. Uh, don't forget, today's program brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, seven days a week, open late. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, all open seven days a week, open late, uh, lunch and dinner. And remember, they are renting out. There. It's a small amount of spaces now, but they are renting out parking spaces uh, to uh, folks that are going to be on the parade route on the Metairie Parade. So uh, reach out to them at bobbybears.com and find out more information. Also, Old New Orleans Cookery in the 200 block of Bourbon Street uh, with two Bourbon Street balconies to enjoy the uh, Mardi Gras season. Fantastic uh, menu as well. And then, of course, uh, this uh, half hour is uh, sponsored, the, uh, who we're featuring, rather, uh, Mambo's. Uh, three floors of incredible dining at 411 Bourbon Street, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, bar none. Uh, first of all, uh, as you walk in, you'll see uh, it's been totally remodeled. And you got you got uh, you had beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. On the first floor, you had a bar room walk in the door. Uh, if you walk directly to the back of the restaurant, you've got a beautiful uh, uh, French Quarter courtyard, authentic court- courtyard. And I'm telling you right now, beautiful by day, but when nighttime, it, they, the, the lights and everything, just spectacular. Uh, and then, then again, you, you, you can take the steps, but I would take the elevator to the second floor. Uh, as you come out the second floor uh, elevator, you'll, you'll see there'll be a bar to the left. And, of course, there's seating all on the second floor for you to be able to enjoy, again, cocktails, your meal, etc. And then you can step out to a bin of Bourbon Street balcony. It's beautiful. And then, if you'd like, take the, third, uh, the elevator all the way to the third floor. Uh, as you walk out to your left, again, a beautiful bar. Uh, you've got, you got booths. You've got uh, uh, tables, all uh, uh, two rooms of tables that you can sit down and enjoy your meal, cocktails. And then you walk out to, again, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's beautiful, absolutely fantastic. Uh, you've never seen the sight lines like you see uh, at, at Mambo's. Uh, they're a lunch and dinner, seven days a week, Cajun Creole cuisine uh, like no other. Uh, cocktails, fantastic, beautiful, beautiful cocktails. By, that, are, that are mixed by, again, some of New Orleans' finest mixologists. Great beer selection for you. Uh, to find out more, you go to mambonola.com. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been to Bourbon Street lately, I'm just, just go into Mambo's and got to check it out, right? Uh, they are renting their balcony and they're renting access to um, the, the bar for, for the uh, Mardi Gras season. Check that out. Go to mambonola.com for that. And, of course, whether it's a romantic getaway, whether it's your next event, maybe it's just hanging out with friends or family. Make Mambo's your next choice. And then right next door is the hideout bar. Uh, where, again, you've got live music, um, also, again, a courtyard setting, but a beautiful bar inside as well. They also serve food. Uh, you can make your next New Orleans memory just in one night at Mambo's, right next door, the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And um, i tell you, the Bader Brothers did the city a, 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 a solid when uh, they went in took that decrepit strip club that was nothing but problems, constantly getting closed down, constantly having problems with the law, uh, and they went in and totally remodeled that entire building and adding that, adding that Bourbon Street rooftop bar to it. Uh, it's a spectacular place to grab a bite to eat, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, um, just some quick notes. I'm going to get into crime in a little while. Um, and we saw a... Um, we saw a woman carjacked on Magazine Street. We saw a, 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 a woman carjacked at the Costco uh, gas station. We saw at least two attempts of, of carjackings there. Uh, and so I'll get into, again, crime in just a minute. But I wanted to mention some things that are going on right now in the sports world. But before we move on, as it's just going to be you and I uh, for, for the rest of the program. Saints will lose a home game next year. I'm a season ticket holder since 1981. I'm not happy about that. Um, they'll be going to London. 
they, the, the, it's the ninth home game, so it's the extra home game. If you remember, when they went to the 17-game schedule, every other year you get an extra home game. Well, last year they had to go on the road to play the Tennessee Titans. You'll always play the AFC team when it comes to, again, uh, this extra game. This year we're expecting it to be a home game, and here's the deal. And I know people are going to be upset. Uh, there is a possibility that we could lose the Bengal game. Uh, Ravens, Raiders, or Bengals are that ninth game. And uh, I, I know a lot of people will be really upset if ultimately Joe Burrow's coming to town and they're not going to have a chance to be in the Dome to see Joe Burrow. So hopefully it's not going to be the Bengal game. It'll be the Raven or, or Raider game. But, you know, if, if Joe Burrow wins the, um, the Super Bowl for the, for the um, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, you can book it. Okay, they're sending the Super Bowl champs over, over to London, and the Saints will probably lose that, that uh, home game. So, you know, the NFL just sucks. I mean, I just, I, you know, I, I hate to keep coming out against the NFL, but think about it. They lost a home game last year because of Ida, right? Okay, everybody knows that. They could have gave the Saints a break this year. Uh, they got screwed in the Miami game, okay, having to play a, really a, a, a practice squad roster, right? Uh, not to mention, again, the years of officiating errors, which cost this team opportunities to go to championships. Uh, and, then not, and then, of course, uh, Mike Trippett's article that just, a, just about two weeks ago that showed that, uh, again, uh, this comes to, when it comes to officiating on a game-in-game basis, the Saints can't catch a break. Okay, that again, the teams that play against the Saints are the, mo- are, are the least penalized in the NFL since, since 2018. I mean, you cannot argue with those type of statistics. Did not say that. Again, the Saints have been consistently screwed uh, by, by the NFL since the Vicodin scandal. Now, I don't know how much that changes now with Sean Payton moving on, but then this, this again, to hear that, okay, the Saints are going to London and, and that you're losing a ninth home game as a, as a season ticket holder, and then it could be the, the Bengal game, which I think a lot of people would be looking forward to seeing. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, today's, the, the, well, we say it's the last day, but, we, again, there's, there's one more candidate here. Dennis Allen and Darren Rizzi are, 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 are scheduled to uh, interview today with the Saints uh, for their head coaching job. That could happen. Or, it could have happened already. There's a mystery candidate that's out there. Look, I thought it was going to be Eric Bieniemy. Uh, um, someone told me earlier today that they thought that it, that it might be Byron Lethwich. I'm not sure who it's going to be. There's, there's another candidate out there that Mickey Loomis did not announce yesterday that's going to interview for the job. Uh, if, if there are guys that are on a Super Bowl roster right now, they probably get a chance to be able to do that. But I know they wanted the interview in person and not Zoom. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. So far, Doug Peterson, uh, former Philadelphia head coach, is, is interviewed. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Flores interviewed. And, of course, we've got conflicted reports. First, the report came out that uh, Flores uh, informed the Saints about the lawsuit before the um, interview. But, again, Mickey Loomis said after the interview yesterday uh, is when, when they found out about Flores' lawsuit. Um, they, uh, they've interviewed Aaron Glenn, who's now the current defensive coordinator for the, for the Lions, played for the Saints, and was also the defensive back coach for the Saints. Uh, so we'll see who that other candidate is going to be. Look, I still think it's going to be Dennis Allen, Okay. I, I think it's you know this is a natural succession here from 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 uh, Sean Payton, especially if they're trying to keep the culture together. He has the support of the team at this point. Everybody that has been has been outspoken says the DA should get the job. So we'll see how that plays out. The question is again, what happens with the succession on the coaching staff? You know, I think it's a natural that Pete Carmichael goes to um, goes to the offensive coordinator, but yet Jeff Duncan today, who's very very close to the situation didn't necessarily agree with me when, when I had him on the award-winning inside and one sports uh, this afternoon. You know, that maybe there could be another offensive coordinator. Maybe Pete Carmichael doesn't want to be the offensive coordinator. Well, I mean, again, 
you would think that that would be the natural progression of things here. And then, of course, elevating from within with the defensive coordinator position. And, and one of the reasons why is that we've talked about culture. But one of the things that you don't want to change is the scheme of the terminology. Look, a new offensive coordinator means, again, that, that you got changes to both. A new defensive coordinator means, again, changes to both. I would not be surprised to see Dennis Allen maybe doing both jobs well, in terms of play calling on, on the defensive side and, and also head coach. But then I can also say, look, you, you, yeah, you were 8 and what, 28 with the, uh, with, the, um, with the Raiders your first time around. Maybe you need to concentrate on, on the head coach and, and, and just have, you know, have a defensive coordinator making the calls uh, and, and doing the adjustments. And then, of course, any, any deviation away from Sean Payton's offense I think would be a mistake. Um, everyone on this team understands this offense. They know the offense. They know the nuances, terminology, scheme, et cetera. And if anything, if, if, you're, not, if you're not keeping his, his offense alive, well, then why are you going in-house? I mean, at that point, well, you know, hire Doug Peterson, okay, or, so, or somebody on the offensive side. The thing is that when you look at it, what is it? Really, there's only been really one offensive coach, right? Doug Peterson, as he's interviewing, um, Aaron Glenn is a defensive player. Brian Flores was. Um, you look at uh, at Rizzi, he's a special teams coach. Uh, you know, and we mentioned Aaron Glenn. So, I mean, again, this, the, the majority of the coaches that have been interviewed for this job are defensive coaches. And you're coming off of 15 uh, years uh, 16 total with uh, Sean Payton as an offensive coach. Um, I want to see this offense get back to what it was. Okay. Uh, now, first, you got to settle on a quarterback. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, I'll just tell you the rumors that I've been hearing is they'd like to see Jameis Winston come back, but they really like Teddy Bridgewater. So, you know, that, I guess that also has to do with who ultimately is going to be the head coach, right? Um, so, I mean, the bottom line is at this point, uh, We'll see how it plays out, but my guess is by early next week, uh, they should have a determination of who's going to be the coach and, and get that rolling uh, because there's a lot of work to do between now and free agency. Remember, the Saints traditionally are, are a team that, uh, when it comes to free agency, uh, they, they like to fill their holes with free agency and then come back and get best player available when it comes to the draft. One thing that caught my ear from Mickey Loomis's press conference yesterday was, again, the word collaboration. He used it more than once. Look, I'm hoping that means that he would be taking input from Ireland when, on the college scouting, Parrington on, 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 the, pro, on the pro personnel, uh, on coaches, on personnel. And even though he's going to get the final call, maybe leaving a lot of that, that choice to, again, the staff members who have the expertise when it comes to personnel. No knock against Mickey Loomis. I've said it before. Look, you've been in the building as long as he has. You know, you're going back to, what, 2000? Uh, well, you know, you, 22 years in an NFL uh, front office, you've learned something about personnel. But he is a cap guy. And ultimately, Sean Payton came in uh, after his first year because of, of this instant success. He was pretty much able to call the shots. Um, Mickey Loomis, if you look at his track record, and I did this, and I had a show on this um, last week about his drafts. His drafts were top-heavy. Yes, he hit on some first-round picks. He missed on some first-round picks, Jonathan Sullivan. Okay? But also, you look at the back end of his drafts, not a lot of those guys made the team. Okay? So you look at the difference in, in a Jeff Ireland draft where, again, um, yes, they've been aggressive, but, again, you can still see guys late uh, making the team. You look at Sean Payton when he came in, guys that were, again, late-round picks making the team, which Sean said over and over again. It doesn't matter how you got here. Once you get here, you compete, and if you're good enough, you're going to start and you're going to play. Hopefully that, that's, that resonates and continues with the Saints. And 
I just want to see who the, who is Mickey Loomis going to be part two, okay? Uh, we know what he was when, he, when, 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 again, he was with Haslett. We know what he was when he would, would, with, um, with Peyton. What is he going to be now when it's his ball game? Uh, well, so we'll see how that kind of plays out. All right. Finally, I wanted to talk a little bit about what's, what's going on with, with, with crime here in the city. And I've really been very, very frustrated by, again, what I've been hearing. Also, what, what, we've, been, what we've, been, we've been talking about here on the program. Look, let's face it, right? I mean, just being honest here, okay? The city's been drowning in a scourge of violent crime under the Cantrell administration. I mean, it's reached lo- out-of-control levels over the last couple years. I mean, you could trace it back to, again, the disbanding of the Tiger units, and we talked a lot about that on this program. But also say, say something else, folks. It is, when you look at the consent decree, why don't you turn that down a little bit for me, Rudy? It's, it's really, really loud. Um, you look at the expensive uh, federal consent decree, and, and to me, that, that, that has failed. It really has, okay? You had, you had those proactive police units that were making a difference uh, before they were disbanded after George Floyd's murder and, of course, the civil unrest that followed. The consent decree, if you remember, okay, was promised to upgrade the force with uh, crime-fighting technology. That's what we were told, right? And, and constitutional policing. What it has really turned into, ladies and gentlemen, is officers are, are report writers instead of crime fighters. And that's what it's come down to in the NOPD. Okay, they are reacting to crime instead of preventing crime. And this has been going on for a while. This goes back to the Landry administration, right? Okay, but even worse now under the Cantrell administration. Then you got the revolving door on Tulane and Broad, which has really affected morale. And there's no doubt about it. Look, I don't have as many cops on the job now as I did when I first started in radio or, again, over the, over the, the last 20 years because a lot of those guys have either retired or chosen to move on. That's why we've seen, again, the loss of so many officers. You know, look, but I, the ones that I do talk to tell me, again, that morale's been affected. Uh, that, and again, and that's opened up the door to the mass exodus of veteran policemen. Then you talk about the lowering of bonds, okay, for, as, as, which, again, I agree with for nonviolent offenders. You can't put a dude in jail and keep him in jail for, 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 for a joint, okay? In a lot of cases, that was happening. Okay, that, that, but that has changed. The, the laws have changed here, but... Again, violent offenders now have taken full advantage of the bargain basement bonding. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I think Lee Zurich's doing something on it tonight in one of his investigative reports where he's going to blow you away with, again, some of the, the, the bonding mishaps that we've seen from this district attorney's office, uh, you know, just since he's taken office. Uh, the juvenile justice system, it's been a failure my entire life. Okay, not as bad maybe when I was coming up as as a kid and a teen, but since I'm I'm, I'm in my twenties to now again uh, to, to the present, it's been it's been a failure. Okay, nothing was done in the mayor's first term to change that, and she knew coming in that this was going to be an issue. Then you have the district attorney's promise of again not charging violent offenders, right? Uh, especially juvenile not charging violent juvenile offenders as adults. I said it was unrealistic then considering the age of the violent criminals in this city skewing younger and younger and younger. And, uh, you know, again, I, I criticized him for it. Now, he criticized former District Attorney Leon Canizero for that, but he finds himself in a situation now where, again, there needs to be consequences for violent crime for both adults and juveniles, especially, again, those habitual offenders. And we're seeing that over and over again. Then you got the former city council. Some of those members were reelected for another term. 
Look, they reacted to the civil unrest by taking tools out of the NOPD's tool chest. Instead of coming with a plan to monitor new crime-fighting technology so it was not abused, instead they just got rid of it, which was a mistake. And now they're going to have to try to roll that back. So also, I go back to the federal consent decree. When you look at the monitoring of technology, Shouldn't that be done by, the, by again, those that are the monitors from the, from the consent decree? I mean, listen, think about it. That's what the citizens of the city are paying for right now. That's why I say this consent decree has failed. It's a $7 million price tag per year. So if you've got this new technology and you've got these monitors in place, shouldn't they be monitoring the use of that technology instead of throwing it out the window and saying we're not using it anymore? Now the city faces a, a challenge unprecedented in our history. You've got a criminal element that's well-armed. They're brazen. They're unafraid. Unafraid of the police force, of the criminal justice system, they know it's depleted and broken. And then you got to the challenge also is now to try to stop violent crime with 900 NOPD officers for a force that needs between 15 and 1600. And that's without a mandate from the council or the mayor. And then you got the rest of the broken criminal justice system, unable to keep criminals off the street. Look. Elected officials, from the mayor to the council, the DA to the judges, they've ignored this incubation of criminal activity since Katrina. This is multiple administrations, right? And now we've got close to a generation of children that have grown up in the most violent time in the, in the modern history of New Orleans. What did we expect was going to happen? What's the byproduct? we got ruthless domestic terrorists that have been created in the city now. They know the police force is on demand. They know it's neutered. And, of course, they also know the rest of the criminal justice system is a revolving door or shut down because of the pandemic. Remember when I was talking about the pandemic? And in most American cities, they use technology like you and I did to be able to keep our businesses going, but yet they shut down in a two-lane and broad? I mean, use Zoom technology to be able to get this done. It was ridiculous that it wasn't. Okay? So then you're in a situation where you're not, you're not prosecuting these criminals. Okay? Got a whole lot of point, uh, finger pointing about elected officials right now. But I'm telling you, folks, the truth is they are all at fault for the out-of-control violent crime. Okay? And that's not just the ones that are in office now. Those are the ones that were in office previously as well. They continue to get reelected. But it's not just them. It's also, again, the, the, the family members who shield those terrorists from prosecution. Okay? Now, there are some plans that are being discussed that could possibly triage the violence here in New Orleans. But I'm telling you right now, the implementation of these plans and, 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 and the political will to see them through is lacking. You can see it already. Okay, still infighting. Instead, those that are charged with making these decisions right now, okay, are not taking the situation serious enough. This is an emergency situation. The mayor was quick to be able to go into an emergency situation with COVID-19. I've said this before. You look at COVID-19. And you look at the, at, at the mandates and, and, and the situation she put us in that really hurt, again, the business in this town. She took that more seriously than she took crime. And crime is, was always our biggest issue and continues to be our biggest issue. So this, this is an emergency situation. All this talk, so let's start implementing this stuff now. Now, before Mardi Gras. Not after Mardi Gras, now. And then the voters don't get a pass either. Look, instead of rebuking the current leadership because of the state of the city, they were reelected by an apathetic citizenry. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot of reasons why we are where we are, and we are in serious trouble right now, okay? It is going to take an unprecedented show of force to take the city back from these criminals. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I have little faith that we have the leadership in place that has the courage and the political will 
and the know-how to get it fixed. Nobody wants to see the National Guard on the streets of New Orleans. Okay, we're a tourist destination, but it's gotten to the point now where, again, I don't think we have much of a choice. When you got 900 policemen that are trying to be able to patrol the city and you got a violent crime that is happening in broad daylight by, again, these domestic terrorists who could care less, okay, about any consequence because they don't believe there are one, well, then at that point, you, you maybe you have to, again, you have to push the envelope here and give the NOPD some help. And um, unfortunately, it looks like that might be the way we're going to have to go. It really is frustrating. Um, I'm scared. You should be scared. Uh because, again, it can happen anytime, anywhere. Uh, we just saw, again, what happened in broad daylight with cameras at Costco. Again, not one, one, you know, one, one woman is injured. Again, another day, again, the, the, the woman thwarts the individual from actually getting in the car. Uh, the, the, the kidnappings I talked about the other day, or what is it, over 33 kidnappings in, in, in last year. Uh, over 20 kidnappings uh, in, um, in 2020 when there, nobody was supposed to be on the streets because of COVID. We got some real issues in New Orleans, and those of us that live outside of the city, again, we are also affected by it. Because I've said it before, anybody that thinks that again, New Orleans, that Orleans is an island, you're crazy. Yeah, they may be an island, honestly, uh, but again, everything that happens in Orleans Parish affects every single one of us in this state. Every single one of us. Crime's got to get under control. We got to get the economy back. We got a long way to go. And I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of of of, um, of of I don't have a lot of faith in the leadership that's in place right now. I just don't. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, God will smile on the city of New Orleans once again. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, that's uh, again, if you're looking for a set of tires, they got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. If you're looking for a mechanic shop that you can trust, ASE certified mechanics. Uh, with using the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Also, again, uh, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, especially in a mechanic shop. If you're not treating your customers right, you can't hang around that long. You cannot keep staying in business. There's a reason why. Family-owned and operated, taking care of their customers. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or you go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide with their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open All are open seven days a week. Lunch and dinner. Oceana's got you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get out there and enjoy a great meal, cocktails, or a fun time at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. 
If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Diamonds Direct makes it easy to go over the top this Valentine's with an expanded selection of the most romantic gifts, special designer trunk shows, and the return of our most popular offer ever, five years zero interest financing. Now through Valentine's Day, we've teamed up with the nation's most sought-after designers with a spectacular selection of affordable and timeless gifts. And with five years zero interest financing, you can go big. How about a $3,000 pair of diamond stud earrings and you pay $50 a month or a $4,000 diamond tennis bracelet for just $67 a month. It's a fact. Jewelry is the number one gift for Valentine's, and Diamonds Direct is the number one destination. We'll help you find the ideal gift at the best price, and you can spread your payments over five years with zero interest. Visit us in-store now, or shop online for some great romantic gift ideas at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. On approved credit. Get ready for Luke Bryan. Up Right Tour. Saturday, August 27th, Smoothie King Center. Luke Bryan with special guests Riley Green, Mitchell Tenpenny, and DJ Ron. Pre sale for City Card members now through Thursday at 10 p.m. Before the general public on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If your AC or heater breaks down, especially your heater now, we're going to be cold for the next few days. 
Uh, call Burkhart. They'll be out there to get you up and running. Doesn't matter what type of brand you have uh, at your home or your business. They're authorized to service all brands. And if you do need a new system, uh, don't sign that contract with any other company. To at least have Burkhart come out and give you a price. Family owned and operated since 1989. Truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhart. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Again, special thanks to the uh, Oceana family of restaurants for uh, our title sponsorship on, on a Thursday. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, uh, the Hideout Bar, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, all open seven days a week, all open through holidays, all are open late. And get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Special thanks to our guest today, Gary Smith, Alec Cassell, Mike Scarborough, the uh, Podcast should be up about 20 minutes after the program ends. Anchor is our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. And in about two minutes from now, you can catch me on uh, WLAE-TV. Jeff Duncan is my guest for the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. It's at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, tomorrow at 9 o'clock on Pelican, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, and then 5 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television every Saturday afternoon. As soon as they drop that to us, We'll get that to you on our social media platforms as well. Thanks to our sponsors who sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. Thank you so much to each and every one of those sponsors for supporting our program. Thank you for supporting those sponsors. We appreciate that as well. And again, thanks to uh, uh, Rudy back at studio. Coming up next, it's Michael Green and Kenny Trahan with the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour. Joe Sherman, my neighbor, my childhood friend. He'll be in the he'll be in the mix. He's the head coach at Delgado. He'll be their guest tonight. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Thanks for listening. My name is Eric Cash. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.